And that is, whoa, that was a disaster right there. That's F-105 Desert Planet. This is the Rebel Scum Podcast, flying casual. My name is James Azile. Joining me today is Andrew it's Fantasia. Me. Hello, it's me, Andrew Fantasia. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's Monday evening once again. And in the words of Elton John, it's 7 o'clock, and I want to rock. Uh, that's at least what he told me. I don't know. Maybe you guys all... Have you seen? Different story. Have you but, seen the uh, Elton John movie? Is our second. I have, and I like it even more than the Queen one. Uh, I think I'm in the minority, though. Well, I'm not gonna. I haven't have seen, seen it. I have not seen Rocket Man. I'm a huge. I like Elton John a lot. Uh, my favorite song is not in the movie. I found out, um, so it's kind of like, well, 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 I'm sure the whole album that I that is my favorite Elton John album is not in there. Uh, but I I was not impressed with the Queen movie so much. I thought it was. Uh, bleh. Like, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and you have a, a paint book and it's like, color one red. It's paint by numbers is what I'm saying. It, it's just, you know, and, they, and they're like, the, my problem with based on true stories is none of it is fact. It's like, just make a, just say this is a fictional story about real people. Like Titanic. Just say that. Because it's, none of it's real, so why are you even about trying? Anyway. And Space um, Jam. Here's the thing, here's the thing. The music in that movie in the queen movie was awesome so i feel like when you watch that movie you're like these songs are awesome and they bring you to this place and then you're like that was a great movie and and um freddie mercury he was great in it sure but the movie itself was i don't know it's like it's it's not memorable at all let's be honest like no it's not why are we talking about this force rage force rage that's what we're going to talk about today the old force rage uh, let's go over here. Uh, people are in the chat right now. Mr. Rez is here and Heidi Fetter are there. Hello. Hi, Mr. Rez and Heidi Fetter. They are Welcome both aboard. here. And let me just do Welcome this. aboard the Force um, Rage boat. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, welcome to this right now, James. And Oh, Rural Fan Farm Boy is here. Thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about... Rural Farm Boy. Give us a like and a subscribe. That's what we should say. I don't think we started this podcast off either by saying... No. By saying the words you, which we talked about last week, we we're going to start to do, but we didn't. Um, also, it's it's fall, so I'm wearing a sweater because it is cold. And I'm wearing short sleeves to contrast. See see what a good team we make. I'm, re I'm actually regretting <laughs> the sweater right now. It's really hot, hot in here. <laughs> so earlier today, I showed you a picture because we were like, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. And um, I showed you a picture of Force Rage Kylo Ren mask that is coming out for children to play with. And uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on, on, on that. Well, I know first and foremost that all the children who I know in my life, the last thing they need, James, is more rage. So I might not get them this mask. or It no, could have no. been worse, though. It could have been like a Kylo Ren, like, sugar cube what if it was called kylo ren patricide playset <laughs> well what would that be setting up for episode nine the rise of skywalker but we were actually um because you're very very it's 90 where heidi is uh because you're very lazy i wanted you to do a video on on the old star wars games that are are returning to nintendo switch and playstation 4 um can you just talk about those a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so the Switch and PS4, I don't think Xbox, though. Wah, wah. Um, maybe they'll get on it, though. But they're getting, uh, you know, every once in a while, they throw together these virtual downloads of older games, which is always nice because, hey, we love old games, but sometimes platforms are not backwards compatible because the only reason is sometimes game developers are jerks like that. But every once in a while, they throw us a bone and they let us buy a game we already own once again without a box this time and they're doing that now with jedi knight 2 jedi outcast and jedi knight 3 jedi academy i don't i've never met a single human being who talks about jedi knight 1 i don't even know what it is i've never seen it i've never smelled it or tasted it if you know what jedi knight 1 is please let us know i'd, I'd love to just know what the deal it's probably crap I, i'd assume it's crap at this point because it's like not on anybody's radar but who knows but jedi knight 2 and 3 you can get them on switch on PS4. I believe they've already come out now. They've been out a couple weeks, but uh, they're there available for downloading so you can get your Kyle Katarn on uh, on next-gen consoles. Now, I owned 
the first, rather the second one, I own Jedi Knight 2 on Xbox, the original Xbox. I enjoyed the multiplayer a little bit. I didn't enjoy the single player. It's not a game I would buy again, James. Uh, I don't know. What about you? Uh, I don't think I've played either one of them. So mm. I'm all on board. <laughs> but I want. But what I really wanted you to do about with this video was talk about why would they be releasing these games now? Like all of a sudden they're like, we're going to release them. When I got my PlayStation 4, it was the Darth Vader PlayStation that came with Battlefront, the new Battlefront 1. It came with that and it came with four old... Uh, Star Wars games, Super Star Wars, um, Bounty Hunter, Jedi, whatever, and uh, whatever. Those ones. <laughs> Pod Racer, that's the one that I played the like most too. Great time Pod, with Pod Racer is the one that I actually, the reason why I wanted the PlayStation over the Xbox was for those games because I wanted to play Pod Racer uh, Revenge so I could be Ben Quadineros on the racetrack. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's why. <clears throat> misconduct has never heard of any of these games. You need to get on the misconduct. Anyway, but 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 why would why would they be releasing these games all of a sudden? They're just it just seemed very random to me that they'd be like, oh yeah, and these games are gonna come out um on September like twenty fourth or whatever it is. Uh because we've decided to. When they were so specific in the original ones that they released and they would only be on PlayStation, that was Nintendo and PlayStation, fine. But why? Andrew, tell me why. Yeah, and like Again, why these games in particular, LucasArts owned everything. It's not like there's a rights issue. So where's our, you know, where's our HD re-kajigger of the, the KOTOR games? More importantly, where is my re-release of Star Wars Obi-Wan? Because I can't play that anywhere except on the OG Xbox. That still has never been released anywhere else. And it's clearly the greatest Star Wars game ever made. So where are you at? I know LucasArts... You won't at all, so you got no excuse. Bring it back out. But maybe, James, maybe, maybe they're getting people in the mood for Star Wars games again, real Star Wars games, sorry, Battlefront, because they want us to, A, get hungry for Jedi Fallen Order, and B, get hungry for the future after Jedi Fallen Order, raised eyebrow, question mark, because I think that future's creeping up. Yeah, my first thought was, actually, this isn't, but I was like, well, obviously, it, it it will remind us of the type of gameplay we might be getting in Jedi Fallen Order. But really, I was like, I was just like, there, there might be something in there just to kind of like, for hardcore fans to remind the hardcore fans that, you know, that were really maybe, maybe some fans that were like, forced tele- teleporta- teleportation, I can't speak today. <laughs> it's a no-speak Monday for me. Force teleportation can't happen, but it was in that book in 2011 or whatever and blah, blah, blah. So there's something in this game that we're going to talk about. Why don't you tell everybody what that is? There's something uh, in the Jedi Knight games called Force Rage. Bringing it back to the Kylo Ren mask. Oh, it's all connected. Illuminati confirmed. There we go. Join the short sleeve club. Here we are. Yeah, God, it's hot. All right, so yes, so Force Rage, which is, of course, this thing that people have been talking about. It's Kylo Ren. And and it was in uh, Jedi. Je- oh oh, my creative cloud needs an update, guys. Uh-oh, oh, time- get on that. Uh, no, get on that. I'll have to do it. Otherwise, this might not be edited. It's not edited. It's live. Uh, but anyway, so so I was like, well, I gotta look up Force Rage and whatever. And Force Rage, of course, is on uh, Wikipedia. Um, by the way, if you can't see this picture, this picture on Wikipedia. Look at that guy. Rawr, that looks like old Hux. Going, He's having a great time. Old Hux is going bonkers there. He's got a lot of saliva in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a few people that, that were able to, that had the the dark, the Force Rage, which is also known as Dark Rage, Force Enrage, and Force Fury. And now it's being hinted at that Kylo Ren will be using uh, that Force rage which does that mean he'll have force lightning is it just like the red will really really go red in his helmet that we've seen i'm, I'm not sure but um I, why don't you give your thoughts while i while i get this going yeah i don't know how real this idea is that kylo is gonna have something called force rage because look we've seen the dude he has a short temper we know uh we've seen him demonstrate that many times and it hasn't felt like any kind of new force power. You know, it's just felt like this guy's throwing a hissy fit. He's smashing things. He's hurting his employees. 
he's causing property damage on circular base. Uh, it just, it feels like that's sort of his default setting. So I think when I see that on that play anyway, I see that as like, just that's, that's Kylo Ren. He's angry all the time. He's, he's, he's an emo kid. Um, and putting on the mask lets kids role play as that. And I can actually, I can foresee a future where, uh, you know, the kids get tired of those masks really quickly or even more so the parents do. And the parents pull a Snoke and say, take that ridiculous thing off. And uh, there's some lightning in the mix too. But I I don't see it being something where it's like, oh, watch out for this Force Rage thing. It's coming. It's going to be in episode nine. That it sounds like the, the way, like you, you mentioned, like you were like, oh, Spark of Hope sounds like an episode of Rebels. It doesn't sound like the name of a movie. Force Rage sounds like a cheesy power from like a cheesy video game. It doesn't sound like something I would want in a movie well i don't see but in a movie they would never refer to it as force rage right you would you would just see the rage it would that's what would happen you would see it and witness the events itself i want to read this little bit right here andrew fantasia Mm -hmm. um because this got me thinking so this is on wikipedia um which is the extent of our research uh, so the user of the force rage could channel the his his or her anger to increase their speed strength ferocity however the body could not handle such rage for long periods of time so the user became greatly weakened for some time after the rage subsided if light side force users wielded force rage it could permanently disrupt their connection to the light side unless something happened to interrupt the rage and bring them out of the dark side's grip this is what i'm thinking is interesting Therefore, the rage could give the wielder an instantaneous physical and mental response, but pull them into the deep depression, physiological harm, and the endless void of the dark side, which kind of sounds like our boy Kylo Ren in a lot of ways. I'm thinking this. Bear with me here. Make fun of me in the chat if you want. Whatever you want. Kylo Ren, light side user. We don't know anything about his relationship. with. I mean, the Snow comic came out, so we know whatever. But before all that, maybe somebody was teaching him some things he wasn't supposed to learn and maybe force raged or some kind of force power like that is something that he was learning let's say that and then luke comes to kill him in his sleep and he uses this so-called force rage to kind of fight off someone who's clearly more powerful than him luke skywalker and he burns down the temple and he takes it because he now he's all powerful and that brought him into the dark side and because he's in because it says when you're in it it's hard to get out you need something to pull you out and now he has, you know, but he's always had that struggle between light and dark, obviously. But now he has this ray figure coming in that could potentially be the catalyst he needs to pull him out of this force rage dark side psychosis that he's in and return Ben Solo or whatnot in, in the way into the light side of the force. Well, if they explain it in the movie like the way you just did if they make it sound kind of uh you know interesting like more of an emotional ride yeah i can get behind that uh but the wikipedia entry that you read like that sounds 100 percent like you're playing a video game like press x to activate force rage and they'll give you plus six attack but minus six defense uh, like that that's what that sounded like so if it's going to be a new power in the movie fine cool but uh you know, you got to walk that tightrope. You, you got to have that balance of like showing how this power works, but making it more emotional and interesting than just a numbers thing. Realistically, it's probably just going to be he's going to get mad and his helmet's going to turn red. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it's going to be. My hope is I, I look, I just look for substance in things. And if you're going to do that, do it. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I think there's there's ways to, I don't know what the hell this movie's about. That is basically what I'm trying to say. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if you know what it's about. I don't know if anybody in the chat knows what I'm sure somebody in the chat knows more about it than we do, but I, I don't know what it is. And, and, and this, for me, this is a way to, it's a simple explanation of the relationship with Ray and Kylo Ren that I think would appease fans as a whole um and it's also a way i I, it's you know it's their relationship is dynamic it's a dynamic one for sure um i still don't know where i am on the whole rail or not but i have a wall of ray and kyle (laughs) you know and and i want 
I want there to be a purpose for that. And she, Ray, wants to find out what her purpose is in all of this. And I feel like this is a path that they could be taking. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get behind that. Um, and I can get behind using these new powers as a method to tell the story, like they did in 8 with the Force Skype. Uh, but like going back to this mask in general, like this toy, um, what's your honest take on this mask, like with the red cracks, the new Kylo mask? I love the new Kylo mask. I think I think it made sense in The Last Jedi for him to lose the mask, but I also think mm-hmm. it was a, a marketing mistake for him to lose the mask. Mm-hmm. I've said that before. The, like, yeah. the Kylo mask was, when The Force Awakens came out, it was like almost Vader level like hype. You know what I mean? Like you saw that, you know, kids, I took my niece and nephew trick-or-treating that year and like there was like a dozen Kylos running around. I'm like, this movie hasn't even come out yet. And these kids all wanted to be Kylo. Last year, I didn't see one Kylo, you know? Um, And that's just, I mean, nobody wants to be an unmasked Kylo, even though it might make sense in the movie. This one right here, is it? It's, It's a mask. Yeah, I don't. And it lights up red. I honestly, I think, I'm curious why it lights up red. It might be like glue that that weird space thing does. Mm. Uh, Rural Farm Boy says that uh, he's he's telling us that the Rise of Skywalker is going to be something uh, that we haven't seen or hasn't been told before. I hope so. That's that. You know, everyone's like, what do you want to see in this? What don't you want to see? I'm like, I just want to see a good original movie that, and look, the reality is it has to wrap up the Skywalker saga because they said this is the end of the Skywalker saga, which is kind of handcuffing them, but whatever, you know, it is what it is. And, and when they look, everybody's like, they just made that announcement, but I'm fairly confident that that was that. Okay. That they called this the Skywalker saga the day they announced the title, the last Jedi. I am like 98% certain that the, press release Lucasfilm set sent out about the title being The Last Jedi on January 23rd, three years ago. It's Rob McDonald's birthday, shout out. That it said the eighth chapter in the Skywalker Saga or something to that effect. Yeah, that's definitely the earliest we ever heard that term, at, at most, at, at the absolute earliest. Yeah. It's I, a very new term. Unless we miss something, which is fine. I mean, the the... Marvel just were like, this is the Infinity Saga. Well, 10 yeah. years later, it's the Infinity Saga. <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, so it, it, like Iron Man 1 was not part of the Infinity Saga. Let's be real here. Yeah. Can you imagine the script of Iron Man 1? Like John Favreau was like, Iron Man 1, first movie of the Infinity Saga. There, title page done. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> He's like, 10 years from now, this is going to be huge. <laughs> Could you imagine? But look, <laughs> they were able to make those movies in a way that all of a sudden they had the that they were able to call it that and and because of George Lucas's storytelling from the start they were able to call this the Skywalker saga which I think is brilliant marketing ploy and now they're like this is the last one you're like well I've got to see it now it's the last one so you can say what you want it's gonna be great rural farm boy's mad he's like that's what every Star Wars next Star Wars where he's been something new that hasn't been told since Empire Strikes (laughs) Back fair enough fair enough (laughs) I'll concede that one. But, I mean, they could just be like, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be uh, Super 8 in space. Oh, boy. I hope not. I think that might be my favorite original. Wait, he's only had how many original movies? Have he had one? I think that is my favorite original J.J. Abrams movie. Same. <laughs> That's his only one, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, J.J. As far as I know. What do I know? Hey, what's the name what of the guy I... that directed 10 Cloverfield Lane? Uh, he was on my top five list for directing a Star Wars film, and he remains there. He hasn't done anything since, and I thought that movie was brilliant. So it's not Matt Reeves, is it? He did no, the first. He did Clover first Cloverfield. Field. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna look that up right now. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, as long as it's not the same guy who did Cloverfield Paradox, then we're all in the same boat. And I agree with you. Let's see. Wow, 2016 already. This is an old movie now. Yeah, Ten I know. Cloverfield Lane was Trachtenberg. Tratten Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg. Uh, let's see here. All I know is Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a very beautiful woman. Oh yeah, Dan Trachtenberg. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Dan he was a podcaster, but yeah, he he directed. That. I thought it was great. I wouldn't mind seeing. I just bring that because it's J.J. Abrams. Here's here's a question for you, Andrew. So it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. The movie's gonna end with Ben Solo, 
you know, staying alive, Ray staying alive. Somebody's going to be alive at the end of this movie. Finn, Rose, who knows? Do any of the the surviving characters, the remaining characters, make their way into the next Star Wars saga? Um, that depends. When it comes to the next Star Wars saga, if we are seeing timeline wise, if we're seeing a story set post episode nine, which I'm sure we will eventually, it would be cool to see it like a bit further in the future, like maybe 150, 200 years. Like I've, I've always loved the idea of seeing a Star Wars movie where like some folks walk into like this grand cathedral and there's a stained glass window of Luke Skywalker. Like that would, that would make my heart gush. Uh, but what I'm looking forward to, uh, and I mentioned this last week, is okay. Let's say Ray, Finn, and Poe all make it out alive. Okay, they're all and, and Rose. The four of them. Let's say they live through this movie. Um, they're they're alive at the end. I can't wait for canon novels that are about their adventures afterward. Like I'm I'm tired of reading about Snap Wexley's mom and you know some droid nobody cares about like let me read about ray finn and poe and yeah but if 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 snap's mom or snap like well snap is i guess but if they were in in the movies then it would would, you know it'd be a little bit more substantial in your mind i think yeah yeah and i get that they have to tap dance right now with canon because they can't give anything away um but as soon as episode nine is out then thankfully all bets are off and we can get more you know there's less constraint on the writers so hopefully once it's released, somebody will put up their hand and be like, hey, story group, can I write about, you know, Ray Finn and Poe and the Deathly Hallows? And it's their next adventure fighting wizards and something. I, I can't wait for that. Like, I can't wait to just see where they go next and, and read about them so I can read about characters I'm familiar with. You know, it's, it's, it, it will be nice. It'll, it'll be a nice change of pace. I think going forward with the Star Wars universe, I really think the next movie should just be, they should make one movie. And they should be like, we're going to make one movie. And then maybe they, the next three movies are just three solo, not Han Solo, that would be cool, but three solo films mm-hmm. without sequels. Stories that have potential for sequels, but much like A New Hope back in 77 was just one movie. And Jersey was like, I hope I can make more. Because... If they, like, we're going to do the next trilogy of films about these new characters that nobody cares about and nobody gravitates to, then they are really, really up a creek. Yeah. Um, I I think that a good jumping ground for that, a good springboard, is going to be Disney+. Plus. I feel like before we get solo movies on the big screen, uh, we will get, uh, like, mini-series on Disney+, Plus, like maybe a five-episode series, about Wendy Joe, the half Sith, half Rancor. And if people love Wendy Joe's show, maybe she'll get a solo movie. Maybe. I don't think we're going to get any solo films ever again. Like, there won't be any, like, this is about, like, no Star Wars movie ever coming out again will be the name of a character, I think. I think all the movies are going to be Star Wars and then some epic cheesy title mm-hmm. and then. I'd, see, they got rid of the the Roman numerals, which is kind of a bummer, but I guess makes yeah. sense. And now they're not doing the color thing, obviously. So I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I like that. Squander, it was like, squander the opportunity to do the color thing. You, oh, I gift wrapped that for you. I gift wrapped. Heidi, Heidi hates Wendy Joe. I don't blame her. Um, <laughs> and uh, rural farm boy says, make hashtag make solo to happen. I'm on that train. Bring it. I'm looking for solo. Yeah, I want some solo too as well. Look, it's Han. Um, hey, there he is. I'm 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 bummed about the loss of the Roman numerals too. You guys know, I I love my Roman numerals. I'm still kind of irritated that they took the Roman numeral V out of this new Rambo movie that just came out. Uh, but did like, they really? Yeah, it's just called Rambo: Last Blood now. No, no V. Oh, because um, it's bookends it with with First Blood, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the original, when they announced it, the poster and everything, it had the V, and I was really oh, excited. I live under um, a rock. You do. <laughs> but the I liked that if they're going to keep with the big cheesy titles, like you're saying, you know, so the movie's not called Solo anymore. It's, it's, it's called, like, something else. I like those cheesy titles better. That just feels more like Star Wars. Every time I read an article about The Rise of Skywalker and I see the words The Rise of Skywalker written in italics, I get a little bit giddy. It's a great so, title. It is. It's a 
beautiful title and it really has been on me because I remember the first time I said it out loud I was like that's that's strange that doesn't you know it doesn't roll off my tongue the way I want it to but it's totally grown on me and uh, I like want all Star Wars titles, more titles like those yeah I mean I still kind of cringe a little bit when I say A New Hope because it's such a I don't know that title just rubs me the wrong way but I'll, I'll say it anyway um, but I want more like that in the future, especially because other series aren't really doing that. You know, other other picks, they don't do that. The, the Marvel movies don't really have titles. Well, granted, they're getting there. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like, that's a great title. Um, so I like stuff like that, and I, I want to see Star Wars continue it because that's kind of their bag. Yeah. Um, I, I, hope, I hope so. I just think, like, is there going to be a point when Disney hesitates and they say to Lucasfilm, they say, hey, you need to bring character X into this new saga because, and I'm not saying someone from the sequel trilogy necessarily, but they're like, we need character X in there because we're concerned that people just might not be invested. That's where I am. And I don't think Star Wars should be that kind of franchise. I think they should take a, a leap and a, and a, hold on, sorry, I just... The Mr. P channel needs 700 subs. Mr. P channel's at 660 subs. You guys get over there and subscribe to Mr. Pete. Uh, because because uh, Mr. Pete is going to boycott Disney Plus unless they make another holiday special. Which actually, I want to bring up two, two things right now, Andrew. Uh, first, I don't know if you saw that Entertainment uh, Tonight. I think it was Entertainment Tonight interview with Jon Favreau. Uh, it was Ash Crosan mm-hmm. from Entertainment Tonight, and she said, and she mentioned something, and he went on. John Favreau went on about, wouldn't it be cool if we made if we made a, a holiday special for Disney Plus? And then he's like, "Go tell Disney to do that." And that was a super chat by Mr. Pete. He's going to boycott. He wants everyone to know. That's how important that comment was. Um, look, so I, a holiday special would be hilarious. I think it would be so fun if they did that you know what i mean if they're like you know what this is just like because i think part of the disney problem is right away they took star wars too seriously like the droids ewoks those cartoons the live the live action like they're not they're fun family things like and i think at some point they're like well star wars you know do something cheesy just for fun it doesn't just be like this isn't you know this isn't canon don't get your buns in a knot like this is just what it is go have fun and you watch it and and it'll be a nice homage i think for people it's not gonna happen um but it'll be fun but andrew i've got i've got to know your your thoughts on this our friend um sheldon norton have you met sheldon i think i've met sheldon i think you met him at the out there premiere anyway so our friend sheldon norton huge star wars fan big star wars fan. he directed the uh documentary when the galaxy listens on youtube right now check it out phenomenal oh, that's right, documentary. Yeah. yeah phenomenal documentary Mr. Pete. Oh. Oh, he says if they do another holiday special, he'll boycott them. Oh, Take back okay. everything I said. Okay. Take back everything I said. They should never, <laughs> ever touch the holiday special. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. God, the worst. Um, no, a good holiday special. That'd be different. Anyway, but anyway, our friend Sheldon Norton, when the galaxy listens, check that out on YouTube. He put up a picture of, you have to tell me the name, but B. Arthur's character from the holiday special. Acmina. And she's been in two novels now, I believe. I think she's been mentioned. Yeah, she's been mentioned in one novel. She was in the Complete Locations book. They like, there was a picture of the cantina. And they're like, look, that's her. She's canon now. And I smile. Yeah. So, and Sheldon's a huge fan of, of everything Star Wars. And he, he's just randomly on Facebook. He posted a picture of, of B. Arthur from from the holiday special. And I can't remember what his thing was. And I said, you know, she could show up in The Mandalorian. And when you listen to John Favreau talk, a celebration where you were, he mentioned that they even looked at the holiday special. They looked at the holiday special. He mentioned the holiday special in this interview. Could B. Arthur's character from the holiday special make a... a um, appearance in the Mandalorian TV show. Okay, well, to answer all the questions you just posed to me as quickly as I possibly can, uh, yes, I did see that entertainment uh, tonight thing with Ash Cross, and uh, I, I brought it up uh, with Rob McDonald on the latest episode of That's So Wizard podcast, which you can hear right now on the RebelsCon podcast network. Anywhere you get your podcast, it's right there. It's our latest episode where we talk about Tiff and Joker and the other movies that were at Tiff. Uh, 
to your second point there about how you know Disney took Star Wars too seriously. I think at first they were too scared to do anything else because yeah. we were fresh off the prequel wave, which was too far on the cheesy end at some points. And it's it's that typical rubber band overcorrection. You know, same thing with James Bond. We get die another day, so they panic and they give us Casino Royale. Um, you know, they just tip the scales back one way. But I think if the scales are coming back to the center where they should be, we just it took some time to get there. Uh, as in regards to the holiday special itself or a new one coming out, I'd be down for a new one. However, nobody can play a B. Arthur character unless it's B. Arthur, and B. Arthur is no longer with us, R.I.P. So I, I don't want to see that character come back because it'll hurt my heart because it's, it's not B. I don't, you, I don't think you understand how much I love B. Arthur. And uh, there, it would just feel like somebody doing an impression of B. Arthur. And it wait, 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 wait. Right. Rogue One Tarkin is your second favorite Tarkin. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, see, I don't feel the same way about Peter Cushing as I do about B. Arthur. I don't know what she that is. means. <laughs> there, there is only one Dorothy's Bornak. What if, what if Betty White played her? You know what? That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Especially since they apparently didn't get on that well on the set of Golden Girls, from what I hear. So it would be kind of funny for her to have to step into her shoes. But I am down for another, like, first and foremost, let, let's all be real here. Let's all say what we're all thinking. We want to see Chewie's wife and son before anything else, and possibly his, his creepy father. We want to see that come back. And we got taste of it. We got taste of it in the books, in Aftermath. We thought we were getting a taste of it in solo but instead we got some weird looking wookie played by anthony daniels that nobody really cares about um but i think that that would drive people insane in a great in a in a good way in a positive way john favreau loves everything for the most part he loves everything to do with star wars and i think he was only half joking i think if the opportunity came up to do a holiday special he would jump on it and he would make one that i think a lot of people would like yeah, um, I think John Favreau's positioning himself for something bigger, is what I think. In, the, in a bigger role in Star Wars. Mm. I said this before. We did something else earlier, and this could be way off base. And I don't know anything about what's going on. This is just my speculation that I think he could be gearing up to be a Feige type for Star Wars. I know they hey. just they just hired um, the producer. I can't remember her name. Forgive me. They just hired her. So maybe that's the route they're going and nobody else will be there. But uh, no Lumpy. Mr. Pete does not want Lumpy. So, Andrew, get off the show. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I just, you know, the way he's working with Filoni and taking care. And if the Mandalorian is this big success, I don't know. Like, eventually, think about it. Like, Kathleen Kennedy, everybody gets on Kathleen Kennedy, but she's making Star Wars. She's... You know, she's overseeing Indiana Jones. She's overseeing this new one that's based on a book. She's going to oversee the Willow uh, streaming series. She's, she's overseeing it all. She's the head of a studio that is not one shared universe like the MCU with Feige. So now they have the new producer for everything live action, but are they going to have somebody to like, so yeah, I guess, I guess she's doing it all. So I don't know. I just, that's how I felt that maybe eventually, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Why would I know? Yeah, I can't remember that lady's name either, but I can I can totally see her stepping into that role. I see Feige wanting to step into the role of the Russo brothers of Star Wars. And I am I'm hundred percent out. I, I feel like him and, and Filoni could become the, the Star Wars version of the Russo brothers. Anything that keeps him from making more Jungle Book and Lion King movies is fine with me too. So just gonna put that out there. Yeah, you, but you haven't even, you haven't seen the Lion King. In fairness, no, no. In fairness, I have not. But, it's made. Uh, a, I've, I've actually heard a lot of bad things. But it made a it made a billion dollars. Well, of course, there's no world where it wouldn't. There is no world where that movie would not have made a billion dollars. Over under one point five billion. Frozen two. What makes more money, Frozen two or Rise of Skywalker? Ooh, this is tight. Um, I'm gonna say Rise of Skywalker makes more money, but not by much. I think Rise of Skywalker has the kid and adult market, whereas I feel like Frozen 2, which I think is going to be fantastic. I can't wait for Frozen 2. But I feel like so many adults 
got sick of it because it was everywhere that they're you know it's not gonna, gonna pull in uh what it did what the first one did it's, I, it's gonna there was there's been some drop off is what i'm saying i don't know i saw half the trailer and josh gad posted an image of a creature that i was like well i'm back on board i will i think i only watched half the trailer because i was working i was like you know i don't have time to watch the other half um and um I liked Frozen. I actually thought Tangled was a better film. But Let It Go is like the biggest Disney song of all time. Sure. And if they don't have a Let It Go, I don't know if it's going to match the success of the first one. I I think that they would be aware going in. They'd be like, okay, if we're going to make a part two, we better come out with a song that's just as powerful. Um, I just hope the only thing I didn't like about Frozen 1 was the very end. Uh, I thought it kind of petered out at the end. I hope they don't make that mistake this time. But other than that, I thought Frozen 1 was like one of the best Disney cartoons in maybe the last 20 years. Uh, so I'm... I well, the last 20 years. I know. Yeah, there's not a lot in terms of amazing stuff, but uh, I I would definitely say it's the best one of the last 20 years. It's, the, it's definitely my favorite of the 2000s it's definitely my favorite of the the cg animated T- tangled is better andrew misconduct degrees tangled princess and the frog um chicken mono was great chicken little mm-hmm. <laughs> chicken little like is just an anomaly to me yeah. home on the range yeah do you remember yeah. atlantis the lost empire I own that on thing. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. It's it's a weird one though, but it's a good one. But no, I I would still put Frozen above everything we've just mentioned. I, I, I love a lot of those. I think you're wrong. I think Tangled is by far the better one. Anyway, let's. It doesn't have Let It Go though. But let's go back to Star Wars, which I think is going to make. I don't know how much Frozen Two is going to make. I'm just that's not. Also, you know, we talked about this before with Lilo and Stitch. That ticket prices for children are cheaper, so that kind of hurts it but rise of skywalker 1.5 billion i'm uh i'm totally on that uh on that that's that's where i am that's my eyes at for rise of skywalker 1.5 billion yeah, that's that's doable i, I think that's completely yeah doable. i think we're going to get a lot of fan service in this as well i really mm-hmm. do i think that we're going to get leia's going to have uh, a four scene that will blow your mind i think leia's going to really be cool in this movie i think they're going to respectively give her uh, a cool film i think so too and i'm going to tell you guys a little story i don't think i've ever told on this channel before but um back in the day back in 2005 i used to work at the movie theater here in brampton and i worked there in 90 in in 2001 yeah we just missed each other when i started spider-man 2 had just come out so like we we just missed each other yeah uh by like a year um i'm old you are old. Uh, it's okay. You're, you're going to retire soon. It's going to be great. You'll see. Uh, but I was working when Revenge of the Sith came out. And, you know, it was always packed. There was always big lineups for Revenge of the Sith. And I remember one evening I was working and it was, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith was kind of almost done. Like it was petering out. Like the, the theatrical run was almost finished. And the movie ended you know I, I'm, I'm there standing there with my broom and everything and i'm waiting for the movie to end and the cinema to clear out so i can go sweep and clean up and stuff so the movie ended and i'm standing there and i'm waiting and there's only like a handful of people in the theater because it's been playing for a long time but uh out walks like the first people to walk out once it ended was this very old married couple an old man and old woman they had to be in their like 70s at least and they were smiling and they were having a good time and they, they sat through a lot of the credits too, but they were just like, okay, time to go. And I was like, I know exactly why they're here right now. Because, you know, they've, they've been fans since the 70s because clearly they were around back then. But also because this back then in 2005, Revenge of the Sith, this was the last Star Wars movie. So they wanted to see the end of the story. They wanted, you know, to be there for the finale. Now we have you know, however many hundred times more people like that, you know, people who have been around the beginning and now it's the end for realsies, more or less, uh, until another 35 years when Disney needs more money. But I feel like we're going to get a lot of those people who are like, hey, this is the end. Let's go pay our respects, even if we're not the hugest, hugest fans. 
So I'm expecting a lot of that to contribute to the overall dough that this pulls in. Yeah, and that's why it was genius to say the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. You let people know, we're going to put a bow on it, this is it. I don't know if they're going to put a bow on it. I think Endgame was a perfect ending, but it didn't put a bow on everything. But it put a bow on enough. And if they said we're not making any more Marvel movies, I feel like it would still be in a place where I would kind of be okay with it. Because the loose ends are loose ends that you can kind of, in your mind, kind of dictate in your mind. Like, you know what, with Thor, this is what happens and, and all mm-hmm. that. So, so that's how that's how I am. Um, so there's an argument about who's older than who in the chat right now. Andrew's 97 years old. That's right. That's right. I'm very spry. It was a lifetime of no cigarettes and alcohol. Gets you to look like this. Okay. Just saying. Scary. Take a good look. Very, very scary. <laughs> let's go right back. Let's, let's, we'll wrap the show up soon, but let's go back to the um, force rage. Mm. Will Kylo Ren wield force lightning? I have a feeling, because we haven't seen him do it yet, I have a feeling he can't. He wants to, and it pisses him off that he can't, but I have a feeling it's it's not uh, in his repertory. It'll, it'll piss him off that he can, and then Ray will do it, like, randomly, yes. like, picking up Anakin's lightsaber, like, what? I can do this now. Yeah, um, I, I think if anybody's going to lightning in this movie, it'll be, first and foremost, Palps, if he's able to. Or Ray, but I think it'll be kind of neat if Kylo's not able to do that. Do you think Matt Smith is in this movie? At this point, man, I don't know because it wasn't uh, it wasn't just some Joe Schmo who announced it, right? I mean, that feels like so long ago now, but it feels like that was a. I thought it was on the official thing. the official casting list, but maybe yeah. not. Yeah, so I don't know where that came from. I'd, if he doesn't end up being in the movie, if he's definitely not in it, I would love for somebody online somewhere to kind of like do some detective work and just figure out where that came from because if that is just a gross rumor like how did that snowball to the point where everybody in the world thought it was true like that's some paul is dead stuff like that is how did you do that yeah i'm trying to look back to um to uh to be at least a year ago when that was announced no yeah, I'm looking at some old stuff. I don't think I have anything. Um, I don't think I have anything from that old that says Matt Smith in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it was weird that, you know, he said he wasn't in it. But if you, like I, and like I said, I don't look at the spoilers or anything, but if you type in Star Wars, because I want to see Star Wars news still, there's always a picture of Matt Smith. And when I go on Facebook, there's always a picture of Matt Smith, like one half and, and VP the other half, Ian McDermott the other wow. half. And it's like, like I, and you know, I don't know, people in the chat, you could say, we'll let them say this, but is there like a spoiler going around? That, wait, maybe, you know what, don't say it, because people are in the chat, they don't want no spoilers either. But like, email me, rebelscumbags.gmail.com. Is there a spoiler going around that confirms Matt Smith is in this movie? Because if, he's, if he is in this movie, having him lie about being in it is re- still ridiculous to me. Yeah. JJ, you're getting that handwritten letter from James. But, but like I said before, Benedict Cumberbatch didn't say he wasn't in Star Trek. He said he wasn't no. con. No. So if he came out and said, no, I'm not playing a young Palpatine, but he admitted to be in the movie, that's different. That's a different lie, yeah, it's I a, think. It's a totally different thing. Like If it was Ian McDermott saying, I'm not in Star Wars, wink, wink, that's one thing. Or Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Or yeah. Jake Lloyd. How cool would it be if they like had CG young Jake Lloyd, like Amanda Menace Anakin in this movie? Yippee! He just he just walks past Ray and asks her if she's an angel, and then I, he runs away. I really hope Jar Jar appears in some capacity to this. Oh, my give up, my give up! Uh, but it's almost uh, what, what's the date today? We're recording this on the twenty third. How long until Force Friday? Is that soon? Huh? October. The fourth is Triple Force Friday, where you could celebrate toys for Mandalorian, Jedi Fallen Order. Maybe you'll get some Force uh, Rage in that one. And also Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I, we, you, me, and Brock, we're going to be making our way to 
I'm sorry. I just looked outside and it's pitch black. It is a quarter to eight yeah. and it is pitch black. What just happened? Last week, I think it was still light at this time. It's fall. It's fall. It is 100% fall. Um, you, me, and Brock, though, the three of us, we will be uh, separately going to stores. We're going to be trying to – we're going to find – something that we want to purchase on that day and we're all going to do like a scavenger we're going to look for what we're going to do and we're going to we'll talk about it on, a, on an upcoming episode after that i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i like force friday in the past i got all the elite series for for the rogue one characters i've gotten aftermath was a big one that was the first force friday was aftermath and and lost stars came out that day so maybe we'll get some surprises in novels i'm not sure i haven't heard anything because uh, they've been pretty good at announcing things lately <laughs> yeah they've been uh the books there's a lot of stuff coming out like end of october mid-november november is gonna we're gonna be bombarded with stuff but yeah i don't know what's coming out besides the toys on force friday it might just be the toys uh so my question for you right now james and folks in the chat throw out your answers too it's force friday you can only get one item which one are you are you walking away with as of right now I think we might have the same answer. No, we probably don't. As of right now, um, if you're like, you can only get one. See, I really want like the, the three and three quarter inch ones, but they're too expensive. We talked about this before the show. Like the Knights of Ren one's cool. The Zoid Bliss is mm-hmm. cool, but I'm not spending $20 on a little tiny toy because they packaged it fancy. I'm going to go yeah. the second sister. Ooh, okay. Okay, all right. She, she's my second choice. Uh, my first choice is the, the Mandalorian. The yeah, see, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian was, um, it was, I was flip-flopping in my head between those two. And I love the look of the Mandalorian. But I, I don't know if... I mean, I have Jango Fett and I have Sabine Wren. This one obviously has a mask that's not going to come off, which makes them different. But uh, that's the only thing. But uh, one of those two, Second Sister just looks super cool, and I know nothing about Second Sister. So that's why I'm going to go with Second Sister. Yeah, she does look amazing. I love her lightsaber. I just love the whole look of the figure. I think that the Mandalorian figure is going to be the one that's like, if you get it soon, it's going to become hard to find, and then you can only get it off like somebody on Kijiji for like $70, like how I ended up getting my R2-D2 one. I just feel like that's going to be snatched up. It's going to become one of those rare ones. Um, so I'm going for that one first. Second sister would be my second choice. I think she's also going to be uh, hard to find in the long run. I, uh, I She think might be hard to find of... in, the, in the short run also where we are. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Remember, we're, we're coming from Canada, folks. I'm sure the three of us, you, me, and Brock, are going to go out on Force Friday. I don't think it's a guarantee that any of us are coming home with an item from Force Friday because it's a crapshoot. I don't know if Walmart gets everything on that day or if they get everything. Like, how does that work? How does distribution work Force Friday? Is it like Friday morning, Walmart opens, they have it, and Toys R Us opens and they have it, Target opens, they have it? Is that how it works? I think some will be open at midnight. I don't know if they do that anymore, but yeah, basically I think when the store opens, you go in and you get what they have, so. Okay. Yeah, that's that's doable, but... uh, it, it all depends on if we get it. That's the thing. Because remember, like I said before, June was when... <laughs> I, I hate to keep beating this dead horse, but June was when they released the Black Series of Ezra and Dr. Afra and Triple Zero and BT1 and Chopper. And guess who has never seen that in any store in Canada ever? These hey, days. I told you where to get Afra and her droids. Yeah, you told me. Amazon's got them. Amazon's, but that's not, that's not the point. If, if a store is going to not stock products i want to know ahead of time like i want to i want to know i want like walmart to send me a, a message be like look we're not going to do our jobs and we're not going to stock toys so don't shop with us because nobody's like, okay. buying them that's the problem is nobody <laughs> buys them. you could probably i bet you could find on walmart.ca that's right it's .ca here that's ca because nobody nobody goes to stores to shop anymore just ask toys r us in america like they had to shut down which is disappointing and depressing but it is what it is uh Ooh, the trailer. Look, so I think eventually these live streams might shift over to Wednesdays so we could kind of do like a Mandalorian recap. But for now, we're going to stick with Mondays because we want to be live when the, if there is a Monday night football trailer uh, debuts. Uh, We want to be live, just reacting to it live. 
we'll all that's be together. Up, dude. That's creeping. That's probably yeah. two weeks from today. I would guess three to four weeks from today. Really? I would say like because we just got the D twenty three sizzle reel. That's so I don't true. Think but remember, two two weeks from today is like kind Forest of Friday. deep into October already. No, that's it's, it would be like October eighth or something. Yeah, so I would say maybe Canadian Thanksgiving, which would be great, but probably Ooh, maybe yeah. maybe the weekend after. Mm. I don't know. Red Wolf is back. Got to go to Red Wolf. Thank you, Red Wolf, for hey, Red Wolf. your for your super chat. If the this is for you, Andrew. I want, I'll I'll answer too, but you first because you are a GPP okay. fan. If the Emperor comes back, how would you feel if Anakin was brought back to fight Uncle Sheev somehow to fulfill his destiny as the Chosen One? It depends on what you mean by brought back Red Wolf, because I, I like the idea of seeing both of those people again, and I like the idea of seeing them fight in some way, shape, or form, but I don't like the idea, and I've never been keen on the idea of just straight up resurrection just for giggles. Um, I think you gotta be really delicate when it comes to just pulling characters out of the grave, unless you're making a zombie movie. and if, Episode 9, Rises Skywalker is a zombie movie. They really have kept that under wraps. Well done, JJ. Um, but that's that's something that you got to be really, really careful of because as soon as you do it the wrong way, you cheapen death everywhere. See every comic book ever. So I, I want them to be careful. I'd rather, if I had to say yes or no right now, I'd rather no. I'd rather just see them be ghosts and holocrons and all that stuff. But I, I will say this, Red Wolf. The idea of seeing Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott in a scene together again? Yes, please. Well, let's just let me just play devil's advocate here. If Anakin Skywalker is born of a virgin birth, mm-hmm. and and uh, in the in the Christian religion, Jesus Christ is born of a virgin birth. Jesus Christ dies and is resurrected. I'm just well, saying, like, is Anakin I, follow? Are they going to follow that path a little bit too on the nose? But could they do it, and could they bring him back? I like I, how your idea of playing devil's advocate is a Jesus <laughs> reference. <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I obviously did not think that one through. But you know what I mean? Like, like if they're going to do one, maybe they do the other. I don't think necessarily that's what it's going to be. But yeah, that'd be very on the nose. I don't know because there's already. Um, there's really a lot of people who I don't think are all that keen on the Anakin virgin birth thing. Um, so I think that's also something that you gotta you gotta be careful with. Um, but I'd rather well, you never bring you never mention just a, no, yeah, you don't have to mention it or anything. You don't have to like point at it with a neon sign or anything. But I think if Anakin is just a Force ghost in this movie, I don't think anybody will complain. If it's just him talking to Ray for like two minutes, I don't think anybody will complain. Yeah, I I, I would like to see Anakin uh, be a Force ghost and kick some buttocks. That is what I would like to see happen. And when I say I would like to see it happen, it doesn't mean I'll be disappointed if I don't see it happen because I don't strongly believe I would see it happen. But I would like that is something that I would love to see. Everyone knows uh, I'm a huge Anakin Skywalker fan. Um, he's you know, just, I mean, aside from Jar Jar Binks, which is weird. He's my favorite character of the prequels. Uh, I just, uh, I think if, if you're making a movie to end the Skywalker saga, you got to pay respect to mm-hmm. the first Skywalker, Shmi. Mm-hmm. Unless 100%. Shmi's last name was Palpatine. Does anybody know otherwise? Has she ever been referred to as she, a Shmi Skywalker? She has. Where? Um... In Attack of the Clones, when Anakin comes back and he goes to to Watto and he says, "I'm looking for Shmi Skywalker," and he's like, "Lenny." Yes, that's true. Okay, yeah. well, prove me wrong. <laughs> my favorite scene because Watto is, of course, my third favorite character from the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, any, uh, yes, but look, I'm still. I don't know. I don't think they'll play around with this, but I would love it if they pulled some kind of trick because she is the first Skywalker that we know of. Were there Skywalkers before her? Was she created from nothing, like Anakin? I wonder what Pernilla August is up to these days. Like, I feel like if she was in this somehow, somebody would have found out because, like, it's again, I, I 
don't mean to insult the lady, I don't know what her career is like, but I don't think she's doing a lot. So if she starts doing something, like if she flies to England and her Twitter thing is like, oh, getting ready to work, I think people will start talking and saying, hey, Shmi Skywalker is flying to the country where they're filming Star Wars. I I don't know if she's going to show up or not, but uh, I, I think she's somebody that you could get away of doing in CGI. Maybe I don't know, like 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 a Tarkin situation. Uh, I'm not saying I think they'll do that. I'm just saying that's something they could get away with because she's not a sacred character to most people. But I'm curious what uh, I'm curious if she was ever approached or what's what's going on with that. I know, but I think that is a topic for another day. We're gonna have to wrap things up over here. Throw water down the well so Tatooine can be free. Anakin said he was going to come back to free all the slaves, and I would argue that that is exactly what he did when he killed off all the Jedi. Because the Jedi were slaves to the Force and to the Jedi Temple. That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us here on the Rebel Scum Podcast Flying Casual live stream. The Super Chat has been awesome, means a lot to us. Uh, This video will be up on YouTube probably in like less than an hour 40 days and and tomorrow the audio will be up on our podcast uh thing which is rebel scum podcast network where you can get it uh iheart radio uh, apple podcasts spotify uh stitcher Stitcher, google Podcasts. pretty much everywhere you get a podcast we're on there uh wait red wolf says wait Wait, okay, Red Wolf, we're waiting. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna wait. Red Wolf has one final thought. We'll get this in quickly. Here we go. Red Wolf, by the way, your name sounds cool. It sounds like a red military, like attack helicopter that I want to get behind the controls of and learn how to fly. Also, when we're done this, you got to go over to Michael Condon's. YouTube channel is going to be live at 8.30. Go go over there. More Star Wars talk live. Join the Super Chat. Have a good time with them. I'm going to charge my phone so I can be a part of that. (laughs) Bye, Charles. Bye, Rural. Bye, Bye, Dale. Bye, Dale. We're waiting. Bye, Misconduct. We're waiting for Red Wolf. Here we go. Oh, Gina. uh, Gina Pensule says, is Kylo telling the truth about Ray's parents? I think he's telling the truth about what he saw. But I really don't uh, think we can trust what he saw because we know Snoke admitted he put it there. And Snoke is, uh, is not a trustworthy fellow. His I tailor think, is, though. I think, he, I think there's also another side to that coin where he is telling the truth. But maybe Ray's parents, who she considers her parents, were not actually her biological parents. And no. they were just the people that she was kind of left with after something happened to her biological parents. And they were not great people, but they are dead and buried in a pauper's grave on Jakku. Uh, but I think there's a lot underlying in what he said there, and I really hope that... I don't believe anything's going to be retconned in in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I think I think everything that Ryan Johnson had played out in that is something that J.J. Abrams was on the same page. It's going to lead into whatever they had planned. So I do think he was telling the truth, and as Obi-Wan said, it was from a certain point of certain view. view. Red Wolf, are you coming? I can't wait for um, the certain point of view Empire Strikes Back book, which I'm hoping is going to be what those people are working on. Because next year is the 40th, James, for Lempire Le, Le Beck Streak. I don't know how to speak French very well, but uh, I want that book. No, that one, I don't believe that's going to be... Uh, I don't think that's going to be... Um... Made? The, the Empire Strikes Back book that you're thinking about. Oh, what do you think it's going to be? Oh, Gina. <laughs> Gina's with Red Wolf, so that was the question. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Red Wolf and Gina. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm just looking at the uh, the chat. How do people forget that? Uh, hold on. Ray was the one who said... Some stuff, but Kylo did say other things about it. There's a whole lot going on there. Kylo also said, I'm being torn apart. 
So I wouldn't trust anything anybody who's being torn apart says. Uh, he's a sneaky man. All right, go over to Michael Condon's channel at 8.30. We'll be continuing talks um, on that one. Andrew, thanks for joining me here on Flying Casual. It's been a lot of fun. Love talking Star Wars. Me too. Thank you. All right. And as always, everyone, may the force of others be with you. Always, maybe. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.